0: People, good evening, good early evening, you are entering the boom boom room with your one and only host, Ron Slade, salute, thank you for the applause, VFL legend, SEC legend, Nashville legend, I'm right here today. We will begin to a couple of things as you hear Phil Collins in the background just warming you up. We'll do the recap of the West Virginia game. Returning the SEC play against South Carolina. The matchup versus AM tomorrow. The matchup Tuesday against the Missouri Tigers. That's Phil Collins, people. If you can feel it, I can feel it. It's Friday from 5 to 6. The boom boom room is in full effect. Brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Good friends Johnny Pratt and Paul Pratt Jr. Don't forget them. All your insurance needs, go holler at them. Yeah. Number one boss. Got your number one host. Right here on the line. Follow us on Ron Slay, Facebook Live. Ron Slay35, Instagram, and also on Periscope Ron Slay35. Welcome people. Welcome back. A great week. A great week we just had. Playing West Virginia, getting a great victory. Also playing South Carolina in a hostile environment on the road. We got a lot of things to get into. And if we got time, we're gonna do a little a little nugget chasing about the SEC and where teams stand and where, where things may fall. But first, let me give a shout out. Because in order to know where you're going, you gotta be able to stand on the shoulders of the past. So I'm giving a shout out to my guys, my volunteer teammates. Vince, I call him nasty. Y'all know him as Vincent, y'all, bro. My man Isaiah Victor, Big Zeke, Dale Baker, Big Pinch, Big Hatway, T. Woods, Haz Walker. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta know who's rolling with you, and they gotta stay down. So if you're hearing anything in the rumblings, just know the Vols are number one. That's all that matters. And you gotta pay for it sometime in order to get for it. But also, pay respects to the shoulders that you're standing on. So we would pay respect to the Allen Houstons, the Tony Whites, the uh, 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 Bill Justices, the, the Ernie and Bernies, you know what I mean? Like, like all, all the greats that came before us and, and set the tone. So, don't forget who, don't forget about your teammates, guys. Don't forget about your teammates. Shout out to my guys, the Innsworth Tigers, who are taking on Lipscomb Academy, uh, Academy today after this at 7.30. So, if you, if you got your popcorn nearby, y'all shoot on out there at Lipscomb Academy, Academy at 7.30. And my boys will be entering the boom, boom room. We are peaking. We are peaking, peaking. People. With five games left in the season, roles have been defined. We are starting to get character about ourselves. You are in the boom, boom room. Let's get to UT Vols. We got a call in the boom room. 615-794-1950 is the number to call in. I'm going to get down to it. First, the West Virginia game. In the Big 12 SEC Challenge, UT was successful, 83-66. UT came out on top against West Virginia with a great, great effort. Lamonte Turner, people. Lamonte Hot Pocket Turner with his first start of the year after having the same lineup for 13 straight games. Lamonte Turner got thrown in the fire instead of East Ponds. Now see, West Virginia had just beaten Kansas maybe the week before, and Coach Barnes thought he needed some extra ball handlers out there. So he inserted Turner into the lineup, and guess what, people? Didn't miss a beat. He put him in there to help with the ball handling do this, because Bob Huggins, West Virginia's coach, is known for putting a little pressure on you. You know, they all missing Javon Carter, who went on to the NBA, having a pretty successful season, who was a great a great point guard for them last year, ended up being an All-American. So it was a little Different. It paid dividends as Turner led the Vols in scoring, shooting eight for ten from the field, including three first half threes when the Vols had gotten just a little bit stagnant. Just a little bit. And I know you Vall fans, I know we were we were shaking in our boots just a little bit. Just a little worried. Like we got we got stuck behind them a little bit. Got behind by 12, the biggest deficit of the year. So down 12, Lamonte Turner caught fire. And guess what? After that 19-7 lead of West Virginia, the Vols responded with a 24-2 run to close out the first half. Now, that's how you respond as a number one team in the nation and number one in the SEC. The tell of the tape. And then we're going to get to our caller, Mr. Ed, Eddie Love Eubanks on the line. We'll get to him in just one minute. The tell of the tape, people. Field goal percentage 47.5 for UT, 29 for 61 shooting, 43.6 for West Virginia, 24 for 55. West Virginia came out pretty hot, but we cooled them off. Got things back in order. Three point percentage 37.5 for UT, 38.1 for West Virginia. The free throw percentage UT got to the stripe. Missed a little more than we used to miss. 73% for the game. 55% for West Virginia, though. The rebounding margin, West Virginia took that with 37 rebounds to 33. 19 assists right there hovering around our average. Second in the nation in assists. Finished with 19. West Virginia's finished with 14. Shout out to Jordan Bone, who I don't give enough credit on any 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 social media platforms or on my radio shows, and I got to do a better job of that because this young man has turned the corner, and the light switches went off, and it has clicked, and the man is rolling, and he's leading his team to the number one spot. You know, and, and he got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of flack for when he wasn't leading the team and wasn't turning the corner. And now that he's doing it, I think we should praise him a little bit more. Steals 10 to 9 in favor of Tennessee. 5 to 5 in blocks. 24 turnovers for UT. Very uncommon. 24 turnovers, 16 turnovers for West Virginia. UT was led in scoring with Lamonte Turner with 23 points, 5 assists. Jordan Bone with 9 points, 5 rebounds and 5 assists. Grant Williams 19 points and 3 rebounds. Admiral Schofield with 14 points and 10 rebounds even still not shooting the ball well at this one. Jordan Bowden had 15 points. Kyle Alexander fouled out. We'll get to that a little later after we run down the South Carolina game. West Virginia was led by Ahmed with 16-7 and 7 and Culver with 15-6. and 6. We're going to go to our caller right now. Ed, Eddie Love, banks. you are on the line. Welcome to the Boom Boom Room. You are a member. Salute. What do you got for me? Eddie Love. Eddie Love, are you there? Ed, going once, going twice in the Boom Boom Room. Eddie Love, three times in the bedroom. Boom Boom Room. Okay. Okay, we lost our caller. If, if, Eddie Love, if you're listening, call back, baby. 615-794-1950. All right. So that was the, the, the play for West Virginia and University of Tennessee. We started behind 12, down 12. So what we have to do as a, a unit is get out of spotting guys' points and then having to try to fight from behind. But at the same time, you're able to correct things while going to get a win. Reminding you, we won 83 to 66. That's, that's pretty impressive. It's almost 20. (laughs) so to go on a 24-2 run to close the half and the turning point in the game let me remind you people and just in case you didn't see the game that's what i'm here to do to reiterate what happened in the game and give you the the ins and outs of the player's point of view jordan bone came down on a four-on-one and tried to pass the ball behind his back to a trailing ut guy and the ball went off his leg and it was a turnover rick Barnes immediately called a timeout chewed bone out got a sub in got bone back in the game and they responded with the 24-2 run now Sometime as the number one team, you need somebody to jack you up by your collar just to let you know, hey, hey, we got a mission and we got a bigger goal that we're trying to accomplish. So don't take these moments for granted. Get back on your horse. Let's ride out. And we rolled out to an 83 to 66 win. At this point, Admiral Schofield still hadn't found found this shooting stroke, but he had done so many other things in the game. And he never let that sway him away from his defense, his rebounding. As you saw, he had a double double and also getting the team going as far as other ways, as far as hustle plays and things of that nature. And like I told you last week, kids, if you're listening, it's not about scoring. It's about what you can do to add to your team. You are right here in the Boom Boom Room, brought to you by Full Service Insurance. We're going to take a break, pay some bills, 615-794-1950. Love your teammates. Teammates love your people. Here we go. You're in the Boom Boom Room. We'll be right back. That's Michael Jackson talking to you people. You're in the right place to be real. Right here in the Boom Boom Room. Switch the music up on y'all. Come on. Groove with me on your way home. Boom Boom Room. It's a party, people. The reasons that you're here. All things ball. Number one in the nation. And we jamming. That's the elements, people. Let them play. Just a proclaim, Not no illusion, people. And all our start to fade. Chop them down. Chop them down. Chop them down. That's the elements, man. That's earth, wind, and fire right here in the boom, boom room. You never know who might be performing in the boom, boom room. You just got to keep your ears open. From 5 to 6 every Friday, on your way home, get a little jam in your soul. That's all I'm doing is putting it in your soul. That's all I can do. All right, we left off with the win over West Virginia. Now the Big 12 SEC Challenge is over. That was the break in the SEC. Now guess what, people? Now it's time to get back into the hostile environments of the SEC. And where better to go first than the Columbia, South Carolina. And face those Gamecocks. Yeah, yeah. The Gamecocks, I believe, at that time, were five and one and rolling. Looked good. Came into a ten and eight on the season, two and four on the roll. Handling business at home, a surprise in the SEC. Yeah, this was this was this was gonna be one for us. You step out there on the floor, the crowd is screaming from the get go. From the warm up, they got the kid Chris Silver, who's a veteran, who came into his own when they made their their Final Four run. If if if, if you don't remember when they had Cinderis. Thornwell, Y'all remember him? SEC player of the year, playing with the Los Angeles Clippers right now. Good guy to have on your squad. Chris Silva was the guy that propelled them into that Final Four. He's always been a rim protector. Always been a rim protector and a rebounder and a defender, but this time he got his scoring together. So coming into this season, it was a little bit different. They were leaning on Chris Silva a little bit more. And would he answer the bell going against the reigning SEC player of the year, Grant Williams, coming back in the SEC play? Let's go down the tail of the tape. Let me give it to you. Field goal percentage. UT shot 56%, South Carolina 40.4%. We shot 36 for 64 from the field. They shot 23 for 57. 3-point percentage 36.8, a little bit under our average. Want to hover around the 41-43% mark. But we were 7 for 19. South Carolina didn't do so so much so much hotter than we did. They shot 7 for 22 at a 31.8% free throw percentage. shot 65. Not too That's not really us, you know. That's not really us, but you got to find a way to win. 13 for 20 from the line. South Carolina 58.6%, 17 for 20. Not too hot either. The rebounding margin finally won that. 39 rebounds to 31. Assists right where we need to be at 17 to their 7. 8 steals to their 4. 4 blocks to their 3 blocks. And right there, I'm telling you people, you can average 9 to 10 uh, turnovers and below in a college game or a pro game, you got a great chance of beating an opponent, whether it's home or away. We had 10 turnovers, they had 14. The crowd was rowdy, like I told you. South Carolina came out, responded to their crowd with a fantastic effort early. I mean a great effort. The game went back and forth early. Gretton Williams was, ah, uh, he was solid. A cool four to six early. Four to six points early. But Chris Silva was rolling. Chris Silva had 22 points in the first half. Now, I just told you in the segment before when we were talking the West Virginia game who I had to start giving more props to. That was Jordan Bone. I got to start giving more props, props to Jordan Bone because when we got stagnant in this game, Jordan Bone hit two NBA threes that quieted the crowd. And you could see if you watched the game, and I I, I advise you people to watch the games, not just watch the Highlights, cause it's a lot you missing with the emotion, what what's going on with the crowd. Like it, it's a lot, it's a lot in the game that you, you have to be aware of. The screens that are set, you can't see that stuff on the highlights. But Bone leading this team in push and pushing pace. Bone came out really, really hot, really hot. Finished the game with 19 points and nine assists, one assist shy of another double double. Believe that would have gave him four on the on the, on the, on the, um, on the year. But what you got to realize is this guy's anchoring the number one team in a rowdy rowdy atmosphere in South Carolina. Now the game went back and forth like I told you Grant Williams had 17 at the half Chris Silver had 22 at the half and guess what who was awakened Mr. Gorilla Glue himself Admiral Schofield in the second half he had the first 9 points listen to me the first 9 points coming out of the second half now when interviewed Admiral said the reason he was in his shooting slump is because he wasn't being himself you know he was getting a bit chatty out there he was doing things to take away from the game instead of conserving his energy and and his laser focus for the match, you know, he was chatting with the fans a little bit, you know, chatting with the other players a little bit. What he did, he reeled himself back in, got locked back in and came out and got back to the basics. Now, we said he was in a shooting slump for about three games, wasn't scoring like he was supposed to, but he was doing the other intangibles. So he didn't take from his game because he was scoring. So he was still a leader on the court, communicating, being there for his teammates. When there was a stop to be made, he was there to make a stop and still rebounding the, more, the ball better than he was when he was scoring so now let's put all this all this back into one pot ad finished the game with 24 and 9 24 and 9 people i say you had a shooting slump especially when you come out with your first nine in the second half so now that that giant is back awaken <laughs> now we got something on the hands now we can roll like we're supposed to roll grant williams finished with 23 points and nine rebounds Bowen, i told you had 19 points and nine assists schofield finished with 24 points and nine rebounds lamonte turner in the game again in the starting lineup finished with 13 points Fulkerson six point kyle alexander too and he fouled out again i'll touch on that in just a minute jordan bowden wasn't able to go tweaked his knee and shoot around earlier that day and that allowed for another guy on the bench to step up jalen johnson who we saw earlier in the year but because of the depth of the team hadn't seen so much as of late but that's the next 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 man up monica that's what they are living by you know they, they lean on each other as crutches so in one fall you got the other one to stick right there and roll let's roll with him And jalen johnson came in and did a great job nothing that's too much much is going to show up in the stats but he did a great job defensively keeping keeping bodies on guys wearing guys down and a huge salute to my guy Derek deacon walker now this this man here i told y'all a lot last year man one of my favorites on the team is deacon walker man because i like his body type He know slimmed down got chiseled up and he's just trying to find trying to find his way but they got in man he did a great move they passed it to him in the short corner he did a power dribble jump stop went in got the contact and won the thing that we need deacon walker to work on though is his free throws. Deacon Walker shooting about 12%. Now Deacon Walker, I'm gonna need you to bring I'm gonna need you to bring it to the altar, my brother. Bring it to the altar. We're gonna get it together, you know. We gotta get them free throws. Gotta get them free throws rolling. Other than that though, Deacon Walker came in and did a terrific job on Chris Silver and their other five man. Can't think of his name right now, but the European five man. Probably about 6'10", 6'11", Deacon Walker threw him around, you know, like a nice little rag doll. So Deacon Walker was trying to get his boom boom room member pass stamped. And Deacon Walker, I stamp your boom boom room pass. You are a member. Officially. I told you at the Vanderbilt game at shoot around that I was looking to see you knock some guys around. You came in and did that game in the South Carolina in the South Carolina game, and that was huge. You did it in the Vanderbilt game. Young man, your your, your, your registration of the Boom Boom Room has been reviewed, and you have passed for Flying Colors. You are officially a member of the Boom Boom Room. It took you two years, but you in there. Deacon Walker is an official member. So let's talk about um, Kyle Alexander real quick before we go to break. Now, the last two games, Kyle Alexander has been in foul trouble before. before before i say that we did win that game 92 to 70 22 point win on the road just in case you know i don't know if i covered that and i don't know if y'all wondering but let me make that clear 92 to 70 on the road in a ruckus ruckus gym in south carolina and it looks like to me that the ut vols ranked number one are starting to get used to playing as a number one team knowing that if you go to a place in the sec or if you have a team from the big 12 coming into play you're gonna get their best shot not only what not only because of what you did last year and you have the SEC player, the reigning SEC player of the year on your team and you also have two of the top 25 players um, on the Wooden Award watch list on your team also and you got Jordan Bone leading and being one of the top three guards in the country and you got uh, Lamonte Turner coming off the bench trying to look like he's trying to get that six man um, um, SEC six man of the year award again and don't forget you got Jordan Bowden who's been moved to the bench, who's coming off the bench, challenging Lamonte Turner as that sixth man of the year, and you got Eves Ponds cranking it up defensively. Got Derek Walker coming along, Jalen Johnson coming along. The depth is getting deeper and deeper, deeper, people. So let's not let's let's not lose the fact of that. It's up and down throughout the season, up and down. Kyle Alexander has hit that that down part. He's waiting on him to come back up. That can be done by him focusing on the little thing, and also his guards helping him by. Not not allowing penetration where he had to go and try to alter a shot and then help that man and then get back to his who they dish it off to and try to go for a block. So positioning, his guards, helping him out, and him knowing position will help him from staying out of foul trouble and gambling like he does. I think these are minor things, and we're definitely going to need a Kyle Alexander going forward, especially getting ready for tournament play. But it's nothing to be alarmed about. Nothing to be alarmed about. We were alarmed early in the season where Jordan Bowden wasn't shooting the ball very well. We'll look at him now. Almost averaging 17, uh, 17, 16 points off the bench and for a minute was averaging 19 off the bench in SEC play. He's got his shooting stroke. Lamonte Turner was out early. People were wondering how is he how is he going to come back with his shoulder injury after having surgery. <laughs> I think that question's been answered. Hot pocket is back. Stick him in the microwave and let's roll. Also, Admiral Schofield went to a two and a half, three game struggle of uh, finding his shooting touch. You see in the second half of the South Carolina game that was found coming out here in this First nine points in the boom boom room and from outside the arc. Grant Williams had the same problem that Kyle Alexander was having earlier, filing out of games, and people were wondering, man, what are we gonna do? Grant can't keep Grant can't keep filing out. We're gonna need him. He got that in order. So it's ups and downs throughout the season. That's when you lean on your coaching staff, put you in different positions, take you back to the film room, watch the film cre- uh, uh correct the little things that you can't correct, and you move forward without missing a beat. That is the good thing, Vol fans. We are number one in the nation and able to correct. The mishaps that we are having so people stand assured we will be fine this is your host ron slay right here in the boom boom room brought to you by full service insurance we're gonna take a break we'll be right back with you run down the texas a&m game tomorrow and then the missouri matchup 615-794-1950 you got a call you got an opinion get at me shoot it on ig shoot it on Facebook, shoot it on Periscope, and we'll ask you questions when we get back. You're right here on your drive home. Every Friday from 5 to 6, the Boom Boom Room is brought to you by Full Service Insurance. I'm your host, Ron Slay. VFL, SEC legend, Nashville legend, Tennessee legend, your legend, my legend, everyone's legend talk to me people talk to me people we're Ron Slay on Facebook live Ron Slay 35 on IG Ron Slay on Twitter slash Periscope you can call in at 615-794-1950 we will have in the last segment Jordan the football guru in to make his Super Bowl picks you know he's been right so far so we'll have him in to make his Super Bowl picks for you gamblers that want to get out there and ride the the guru train we'll we'll have that available for you we'll get to some shout outs later if you want to ask a question on Instagram or Facebook feel free and I'll try to get to that. Right now, I'm going to run down um, the Texas A&M game tomorrow on ESPN at 7 p.m. Central. The Vols will be on the road again before coming home for a um, three-game homestand. The Vols have been road warriors and been tested. Went to Vanderbilt in front of a ruckus crowd in the SEC. Got a victory. Went to South Carolina in front of a ruckus crowd. Got a victory. No need to change the pattern. Going to Texas A&M, we expect to get a victory. They're at the bottom of the map in the SEC fighting to stay alive. They come off a hard horrible loss to LSU. Um a&m is out averaging 72.3 points a game, giving up 72.4 points a game. People that that's not a, it's not a, repre- a recipe for winning. I tell you that. You give up more points than you than you get, then eh, I don't know what you're going to do. So we don't want to change the trend now. We don't want to leave no scraps. We want to take the whole meal, eat at the buffet, put it in your a bag, take it home. That's exactly what we want to do. Field goal percentage 44% for Texas AM. They are averaging 38.8 rebounds a game. 12.8 assists and 5.2 blocks, 6.4 steals. They're led in scoring by TJ Starks, averaging 12.8 points per game, 3.7 assists. Savion Flag, a sophomore, 12.6 points per game and 8.1 rebounds. And Wendell Mitchell, another guard with 11.9 points per game. Um, they have three guys, those are the three guys they have in double-digit scoring. They're going about six or seven deep as far as um, the minutes played, so not a very deep team as they were last year. Uh, I I expected them to be somewhere around the middle of the pack of the SEC and they still have time to do that but right now they are hovering at the bottom with one SEC win, um, not impressive we don't need them to get two with us coming to town with the ESPN game but you know one thing for sure, that student section will be rocking, they will be locked armed in arm like the football games swaying and and that that's something to deal with, you know you're going to get everybody's best shot and who better to get off the snide against than UT yourself, the number one team in the nation and I'm going to keep saying that till I can't say it no more. The number one team in the nation. I repeat, the number one. All right. So after that game, after that victory, UT will come back home for the second matchup with Missouri on Tuesday. Tuesday, people. 8 p.m. Central on ESPN. Two. A lot of ESPN games in there when you're number one nation. <laughs> a lot of a t- lot of games on national. National televised TV, baby. ESPN. Two. You will see the Vols taking on Missouri for a second time. Missouri is still led in scoring by Geist with 14 points and 3.2 assists. Mark Smith with 10.2 points and 5.8 rebounds. And their big man Jeremiah Tillman who's a a lot is expected from. He's only averaging 10.2 and 5.8 rebounds but this kid can explode at any minute and um, we're really going to need Kyle Alexander and Grant Williams on their game when we play against him. Um, He he is a kid that can change the game. We got him in foul trouble early up there at Missouri. Um, This is going to be Conzo coming back to uh, Tennessee where he once was a coach led him to elite eight Performance and now trying to get, get them back on track. They are are hovering also around the bottom of the barrel, but um the well more of the middle tier, but you know, still towards the bottom. You know, you got Kentucky and um them coming on strong, but we'll get to that in a minute. So you got AM tomorrow, you got Missouri back on Rocky Top on Tuesday, and then people we will see going into next week where the Vols hold on for a third week straight with the number one slot. Don't forget you can call in or shoot your questions right here on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, or on fa- uh, Twitter, Periscope. Ron Slay thirty five on Instagram. Ron Slay on Facebook. Ron Slay thirty five on Twitter. Now let's get to the little miscellaneous nugget that I got. First, we talked about a Kentucky team early on in the year, and they came out the gates and got blasted. Kind of embarrassing, but I think Calipari, who got to use that as a teaching moment, was able to humble his kids, bring them back to the drawing board, and make them start listening. And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that they are in third in the SEC right now. Um, with one loss, some pretty impressive wins. They won on the road, spanked Vanderbilt. And see, that, see, this is what I don't get about Van- you know what? <laughs> Van, I know y'all want me to rant and rave. I'm gonna leave y'all alone for a minute. I'll get to y'all at the end. But Kentucky is really playing very, very well right now. P.J. Washington and former Oak Hill Academy uh, um, kid Keldon Johnson is emerging as the leaders of the team. Their specialty, what they are able to lean on, is their length and height. It's becoming a problem for opponents. They got four guys in double figures, that is Kentucky, that is, with Reed Travis, the fifth-year guy, um, averaging 12.3 points, Keldon Johnson averaging 14.4, PJ Washington averaging 13.4, then Tyler Hero, um, the shooter, who is dead-eye, man, they, they really look like they're in the groove, man, and look like they could be a problem, so all it's doing is hyping it up, putting the coal in the train, and the steam getting the steam getting burning for the matchup on February 16th, when the Vols go to Rupp, and it will be a showdown, they'll probably pull Dickie V out for this game. Dickie V will probably be cheering for Kentucky. You know how he do the Blue Bloods. But guess what? We we'll don't want him on our side. You ain't been on our side, Dickie V. Don't come on our side now. Do not do it. So we'll leave y'all just like that. So since losing that season opener in the SEC, Bama has won six in a row. Um, no, I'm sorry. Kentucky has won six in a row with impressive wins over Auburn by two. And they also beat Kansas in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So Kentucky is rolling right along. The co-champions last year, Auburn, they're sitting at three and four in the SEC. Now, they they were on a three-game losing a losing streak, but that was snapped in a major, major way when they played Missouri in 192-58 on Auburn's court. Like, that that was very impressive. But we kind of expected Auburn to be up there towards the top, right there battling for SEC Championship again. That's not what we're getting so far, people. That's not what we're getting. You got UT, you got LSU in second. Then you got Kentucky. So those are the three guys scrambling at the top. And then fourth, you got South Carolina, who we just beat. Now, how long can South Carolina hold on to that fourth spot? Because you know everybody going in the SEC, Tournament gets a bye if you are in that one, two, three, or fourth spot. Uh, the first two double bye. So that's really important when it's coming down the stretch as far as conference, conference tournament uh, seeding. LSU is still undefeated, as is UT. That is a matchup that, that's gonna be a tough one because we got to go to Baton Rouge. And it ain't, ain't nothing nice down there in Death Valley. They're 7 0 in the SEC. The, the thing is, LSU will face Kentucky at Kentucky on February 12th. That's gonna be a big matchup. We go to Baton Rouge, we be in 10 see February 23rd. That's a big matchup. So it's gonna be a lot of things to play out in the month of February, getting ready to go into March. But what I also want to touch on, Vanderbilt. Now you guys played us pretty, pretty, pretty hard when we got the first we got the number one, we got the number one C in the NCAA and in the rankings, and you guys gave us your best shot. Since then, you've had losses to Oklahoma, 86 to 55, a loss to Kentucky, 87 to 52, and have no wins in the SEC. I'm starting to wonder. Will Vanderbilt? bill get a win or would they go winless in the sec and i'm gonna tell you why the next game's coming up they got at missouri then they go to arkansas both of those places are hard to play for a vanderbilt team that's struggling then they got Bama, who's surging at the right time coming to memorial gym then they gotta go to florida <laughs> then they got auburn coming to memorial gym then they gotta go up to rocky top then they gotta go to Bama. then they play florida again they might be able to get a win at a and maybe they might be able to pull a win off against arkansas at memorial gymnasium then they finish up the season with lsu so right now i'm only seeing two victories that's not too hot that's not too hot vandy fans now when you play all this you know we got cheated this then the other hey man Darius garland is a world of talent the young man can play but i don't know if he was gonna like is he that big of a difference like y'all can't even win a game <laughs> Go balls, Rocky Top. Hey, man, on the other side of this segment, we'll be back with Jordan, the football guru, to make his picks and see where he stands on the playoff picture. Then I'll dabble in a little bit of if you watch the 30 for 30 with Deion Sanders. I want to touch on that for a second. And then we'll be right out of here, people. And I got to get over there with the Men's Worth Tigers and see what we're going to handle the business hey, like. I mean, we ain't getting down in the boom, boom room, people. That's Michael McDonald. Don't take him out yet. Don't take him out yet. All right. All right, people, we're back on the air. Here it is, you back in the boom, boom room with ron slay listen up folks now this is the segment a lot of people been waiting on we got my guy he missed a week because he had to go down to the pro bowl to get some things in order but now he is back to make his final picks of the football season jordan the football guru is on the line people jordan can you hear me yeah i can hear. you how you doing jordan i'm doing good hey man we want to give you a special shout out to you you just had a birthday so happy birthday from the boom boom room members i hope you had a I hope you had a great time i heard you went down to the pro bowl how was that them. They did, didn't they, man? They did destroy them. So, Jordan, tell me a couple people you got to interview. I heard you got to interview a couple of people while you were there. Um, I got to interview Daryl and James Ooh. Um, and Mike Evans and Chris Johnson. Oh, that's big time, man. That is big time, Jordan. Hey, guru. Okay, the moment everybody's been asking for. You were right. You were right on your picks for the conference championships. And you got the score right. See, that's what our people don't know. Jordan, the that's football true. guru, you got the score right guru so you so you you sound a little confident to me so what i want to ask you now going into the super bowl you got the los angeles rams versus the new england patriots just like you said you would have what do you who you got winning and if you want to pick a score you can pick a score for us well i don't know who i got win because the rams defense is so good with aaron donald and and brady is versus echoing and Gurley is Perfect at running. That's very true. Very true. Great way way to analyze that. So you're gonna pick who? Uh, no, I don't don't. I get... don't know. I'm gonna pick. I like both teams and like I like a like, different. Like, okay, okay, I now Jordan. Okay, this what I'm this what I'm telling you, Jordan. Now think about it for a second. You get to make your pick. You've been right so far. Our boom boom room members are listening and depending on you. Who you got winning the Super Bowl? The Rams or the Patriots? I got both the That is that is people book it. You heard it from the football guru himself. The Los Angeles Rams will be winning the Super Bowl. You got a score for us, Jordan? Well... Okay. Okay. Well, you you let me. J, j man, you are getting a lot of love right now. I want you to know that on Instagram and Facebook, people are saying happy birthday to you. People are saying, "Hey, j man." It, 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 Thank it, you. It, it, and Jordan said, "Thank you, people." Y'all heard it yourself from the Guru. Now, Jordan, when hey, you girl. when you come on here, your name is no longer Jordan. You, we're just gonna call you the Guru. Okay, so the people know you. Hey. All right, that's your nickname now. So before you go off the air right now, you got to give us a score. Just whatever comes to your head. Give me a score that you think it's going to be. Probably 41 to 38. 41 to 38, the high-scoring game. The Los Angeles Rams are winning. Jordan, the football guru, I want to thank you. You You're a Boom Boom Room member, my man. We look forward to talking to you next year when football season cranks up, and hopefully we can get some of those interviews in here, all right? All right. Thanks, my man, and happy birthday, Jordan. Thank you for having me. No doubt. Thanks, bro. All right, people. Y'all heard it here. 41 to 38. 41 to 38. The Rams winning the Super Bowl, picked by the guru himself, who hasn't been wrong in this postseason except once by picking the Eagles over the Saints. But. They were in in the lead until that fake punt. That changed the game. All right, now we are just getting in the brain of Slay. Right here, in the boom boom room. What's on my mind? I don't know if you people were able to see the ESPN 30 for 30 on Deion Sanders. But if you haven't, it's something you should go back and see. The man was special. The man was very, very special. The media didn't know how to take prime time. He went out and played in a baseball game in the playoffs. And also, in the same day, went and played in the NFL. Football game. Now, people, listen to me, man. This is coming from a professional athlete, a former professional athlete. It's rough playing your own sport and giving it all you got and still having something left to go and get something to eat without cramping up. Like I am telling you, for this man to go play in a major league baseball game, get on a plane, go and play in a football game in really less than 16 hours, that is amazing, man. That now now I'm not saying he had his best performance, but defeat was accomplished, and then he flew back. To play in the in the major league baseball game again, so hey man, a little tidbit, a little nugget for people that have had the opportunity that i've, I've been I've had the opportunity to give my autograph to. He was always putting a dollar sign in the s of Sanders, so I remember practicing on this in the seventh grade, writing my name Ron with a dollar sign s, <laughs> and that's all because of Dion, so Dion affected me, salute the prime time. he's one of the only players that i um I stopped and was like, man, I got to get a picture with him. So that, that was at Pac-Man's wedding. Salute to Pac-Man for letting me letting me come and hang out at that and, and, man, able to get a picture with Deion Sanders. That's definitely going up in the boomer room, that picture. I want to give a couple a couple shout-outs to my guys. There's some great people out there, man. Former athletes that are coming back in, integrating yourself back into society and the reality of the real workforce. There's some good people out there to meet, man. Some of them are Johnny Pratt and Paul Pratt Jr. over at Full Service Insurance and I met some guys today Carl Hayes man that's a good guy man that's a good guy hopefully we doing something in the future together y'all stay on the lookout for it I appreciate you all man the Boom Boom Room every Friday 5 to 6 keep your belts buckled keep your shoes tied up Super Bowl this weekend Vols tomorrow at Texas A&M I'm your host Ron Slay I'm getting over to Lipscomb Academy man Endsworth Tigers got some business to handle We getting ready for a playoff push. People, thank you for tuning in. Love one another, and they'll love you back. I'm Ron Slay. I'm out of here.